Welcome everybody in live on Spotify Green Room. I'm joined with Vernon Maxwell, two-time NBA champ, Houston Rockets, uh, played for a few other teams, but obviously mostly known for uh, the incredible things you know you did in Houston. Uh, this is Fireside Chats. I'm Maxwell Millington. I go by Max Weezy here on Spotify Green Room. But uh, Vern, I, I know uh, right now everyone's talking about the NBA trade trade deadline. You know, a lot of folks kind of worried about whether going to end up next. Maybe you know somebody that doesn't even expect to get traded could get traded. It's obviously just the nature of this business. But uh, you know, for you, what was it like as a player? you know, having to play and, and, you know, practice and, and operate around this time, you know, when you didn't really know, you know, if it could be your last practice with the team or if you could get traded, like, what was that like for you as a, as a, as a player? Well, my mind, I wasn't ever thinking about that. You know, I mean, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen. You know, you can't control that kind of stuff. You just got to go out and do your job, you know, and continually do your job, be a professional about it. So, I mean, if that's what they want, you know, I mean, I mean, you got to go with a trade. I mean, so, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's why it's a it's a business. You're not playing for one team when you're playing the NBA. You're playing for 32 teams, you know, when you're playing the NBA, you know. So that's the way I used to look at it, you know, because every time I step on the floor, you know, I'm a product of what Vernon Maxwell and what the, I think I can bring to the table for all these teams, not just the one I'm playing with, you know, because – you know, you got to understand, everybody's watching you, you know, all the time. So, you know, I mean, you can be traded. I mean, shit, Michael Jordan got traded, shit. I mean, I don't know if he got traded, but he got there and he went and played somewhere else. So I'm just saying, you can, anything can happen, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And what are some, you know, obviously the Rockets right now are a team that's rebuilding, uh, you know, trying to, you know, get back to, uh, you know, the, a playoff team, a, a team that's that's really, you know, gunning for a championship. You don't have to necessarily tell us <laughs> who necessarily you think they should trade away. But as somebody that's kind of still, you know, tapped in with, with Houston, like what type of players do you think if they if they were to make a trade, what type of players would you like to see the Rockets go out and get? Well, just they just need a real uh, a guy night in night out that can, like you know, gonna go in and, and gonna get it done for you, you know, on the offensive end, gonna lead, you know. What I mean, they're so young, you know. What I mean, I love Eric Gordon and I love all those other guys, you know. What I mean, but they they just so young, you know, and um, and it's hard, you know. What I mean, in the NBA when you're so young and and they're trying to find their way and and. They just need that 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 one guy that's a veteran that's a that's a real for real true score score you know can give you that twenty plus every night you know what I mean and 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 lead those young guys in the right uh, way man I, I think that's what they need for sure and you know it'll be interesting to see honestly because I mean we're st- like nothing really happened today I know there were a, few, a couple of trades yesterday. We'll see what happens tomorrow. A lot of teams kind of get more aggressive, you know, when it comes closer to the deadline. But, you know, just speaking of today's NBA, you, you know, anybody can go back and, you know, watch your highlights and, and, and you know, or just, you know, go, to do a Google search or whatever. Like, you know, Vernon Maxwell, you know, Mad Max, you were kind of known for being, um, you know, really good three-point shooter, uh, very athletic, you know, obviously, uh, you know, tough aggressive right. all, all that stuff yeah um how do you think how good do you think you could you could be in today's nba where, where do you see your fit oh shit man i'd be damn i'd be all stars uh shit uh shit i mean the way they call the game these days now yeah i'd definitely be all star and and i'd be a major guy in the game right now you know the way i defend it and I mean, I don't know the way that I, I defend it because we could put our hands on guys back in the day. Now you can't put your hand on no damn body. So, I mean, it'll been, I probably would have fouled out a lot, shit, nowadays. But <laughs> because I, I mean, I, I, I can't, I, I was a guy, I couldn't take a guy just 
he like like abusing me on the offensive end, you know, while I'm playing defense, you know. I I I I get upset and I end up I I tend to do something, you know, I wasn't supposed to do out there. So, cause I mean I ain't gonna just let you drag me. He's gonna get thirty, forty. I mean forty on me and all this fifty on. You know I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the locker room because I done done something try to take you out out here. <laughs> That's uh, like and we one of the biggest things that I saw. Um, that you sort of talked about and you played in an era where like there was obviously, you know, a lot of great, you know, guards out there, a lot of great, great players, you know, the nineties were, you know, a great time in, in basketball. Um, what, what was, what did you, did you come away happier after a game? If you scored a lot or if you, you know, whoever you were guarding, you know, only had like, you know, a couple points and, and was pretty inefficient. Like, what, what what was more fun to you? Oh, man, it really didn't matter to me. I mean, I was all about wins, man. I mean, I want to win. You know, I have a better night if I if we win. You know, I love winning. I mean, so, I mean, I don't care about the points. I mean, I really, I mean, I mean, you Google me. I mean, what, I probably end up having 13, 14 points in my career or some shit like that. I mean, I really wasn't a score, but when when the motherfucker needed somebody to score, I could give you buckets. You know what I mean? I wasn't I wasn't scared of the big <laughs> stage. I wasn't scared of the big stage and I wanted to play against the best and but I'm just saying, I mean, I I I am just saying it it it'll have been it'll have been it'll been I I I'd know I'd have been all star around here if I'd have, I mean well, For sure. For sure. Well well tell me your 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 favorite aspect of today's NBA and then tell me your least favorite. Well, my least favorite, they don't have bigs no more, real true bigs no more. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they're bigs, they want they it's like more European guy game now. They want their they want the bigs to be more stretch guys, like shoot the threes and shit like that. So and I mean, I'm used to seeing the big like Lajuan and Ewing and, you know, real true bigs, Brad Doherty and, you know, guys that get down there and stay down there and run paint to paint. You know, they like these guys, these big guys nowadays, they crowd up the three-point line. You know, they run out there to the three-puff. So it's different. That's what I don't like about it. But what I do like about it is that they done opened up the game where they taking a lot of threes. And I and that's what I used to do. So that's what I do like about it. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean and I was just kinda like have it's funny you mentioned Biggs. Uh, obviously you, you play with uh one of the greats in in a, in a, in a dream. Um and I was just having this conversation with a, a friend last night about uh Joel Embiid. He's you know, it, it's incredible to see what him and um, Nikola Jokic are doing right now because it's really not, not common to see, you know, bigs, uh, you know, dominate like like this anymore. It's just it's just not a common thing. Um, and like, what type of what type of players um, do you like like to watch the most? Like, who were some of your favorite players to watch in, in the NBA today? Well, you got one I'm on right now. You know, the Rose. Shit. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, the <laughs> mid-range game is lost in the NBA. You know, the guys don't do that. Him and Chris Paul. I love Chris Paul. I love Steph Curry, of course. Love LeBron James. I love Dame. I like to see these young boys with the Hornets. Yeah, they got a good little squad over here. It's, it's exciting. Um, I like seeing my Rockets play too. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, just to see what they're doing. Yeah. And um, um, I mean, who else? I mean, I mean, I like I like Trey Young. I like a lot of these. I like a lot of these guys, man. I mean, it's it's a lot of these guys I really like to see play. So I watch a lot of ball games. You know, what I mean, I, my my place is like a, a a sports bar. So I got TVs all over this motherfucker. So I watch all the games. I get all the games. I get everything. So I mean, I, I watch all that. I just love watching ball. A- absolutely. I, I want to 
touch on the the a rocket the young rockets because they you know this year had a had a um, really good draft class brought in a lot, a lot of young guys um you know i I've, of course I, I know you've been able to you know be around them a bit like what if what advice or or you know guidance have you been able to give uh some of these uh some of the rook- rookies or, or young players um on, on the rockets now well, I talked to Jalen and um, I talked to Christopher and, you know, those guys. And, you know, I just told them, you know, I mean, keep your head up, keep working hard, you know, stay in that gym, you know, work on your craft. I mean, um, you got a long career ahead of you. I mean, and like, you know, we exchanged numbers and, you know, this summer we're going to get in that gym. We're going to we're going to work. I mean. Me, Christopher, Jalen, we're gonna get in that gym. We're gonna get we're gonna get some work. Like Dream out there, he's he's working with the bigs. I'm gonna be out there this summer. I'm gonna be working with the guards. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I wanna put my little little thing with the with the guards, um um with uh Jalen and, and Christopher. So I'm I'm definitely gonna already ended our so I, we already changed numbers and everything, so and every, that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting ready to do. So I just want to just just let I let them play this year out, and I'm critiquing them. I'm looking at them. I'm seeing what they're doing, and and I know what they need help in. I mean, I, I told them, man, they gotta both become a better jump shooters, you know. And once they become better jump shooters, that's gonna set up that drive. It's gonna open up that lane, you know. So you gotta be, able to, you know, they got to be better jump shooters, and that's what we're gonna work on a lot this summer. Well, one thing I kind of, a lot of people thought it was interesting. I thought it was really cool that how personally, and I, I don't know if it's if it's more of a competitive thing or like you know if he really does, you know, feel slighted that he was um, the number two pick. But I feel like every time. Uh, the Rockets play uh, Detroit, you know, whether it was summer league or, you know, in, in the actual games, like it seems like Jalen really, uh, you know, gets, gets amped up to play against Cade. And so I, I like that, um, that competitive fire and the spirit that he, he already, you know, is showing. Um, and obviously, you know, he's got a lot of basketball in front of him and, you know, you can already see the talent there, but I like that he's got a little bit of an edge too. Oh no, no! I like you. Got to play like the way he plays. You know, I mean, I, I, like I told Jalen, I love the way he play. He's got a lot of upside, you know, to the game in the NBA. He has a motor. I mean, he plays hard. You know, I mean, I just think you know you got to in this NBA game, you got to play with different speeds. You can't play at one pace all the time. You got to change your speed. It's got to be different speeds, it's, you know, and then. You know, we got to just slow it down a little bit sometimes. and You know what I mean? So, but uh, he's, I like his game. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be an all-star. I mean, I mean, he has so much upside to his game. So, I mean, he's a great draft pick for the Rockets. I mean, I mean, so, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with what they've done. And I'm sure he's happy too where he's at. Vern, take me back to... Um... The time, so the when the NBA, uh, right around the time Michael uh, retired the first time uh, in Chicago, do you feel like players, teams, kind of? I mean, obviously, you you, you guys go out to win. Your competitors, you go out to win every every year. Um, but obviously, you know, with what the Bills, what excuse me, what the Bulls had done, um, you know, was there a sense of relief? Uh, you know, when Michael left, was it? Did it feel like the competition was um, a little bit more, more uh, amped up because you know teams didn't have, didn't really have to worry about the Bulls. I know the Bulls were still they won a lot of games the first year after you left, but like, all, how was that? First of all, we ain't we ain't give a fuck about no damn Bulls, man. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, I don't like to talk about it no more, but I for was, sure. Said it enough, you know what I mean. So, I mean, when Mike was playing, we was beating them more. We, we they was beating us, and we just never could get past Seattle and and those other teams that were making it. And and I mean, so because Seattle matched up so well with us, but I mean, 
man, Mike and them, they they know if we would have came out that west, they knew what had happened. They, they would, I mean, we would have thrown their ass. Yeah. Well, well, tell me about speaking of the West. I, I want to know because everyone, uh, you know, one thing that I, I think you kind of been have become known for um, in the last few years has been, you know, your hate for Utah. So, uh, tell me more. Tell me more about like where that came from. Was it the Was it because of the, the team or the fans or like what? what what's what's that about? Just the fans. I don't have nothing against the team. Just the fans. I the state. You know them. They were rednecks, you know, saying racist, racial shit, slurs and things of that nature. Just like they did John Morant. John Morant's dad and mom last is just, I mean, shit. That's something I just talked, I've been saying for a long time. Yeah. That's what they do. They see you. I mean, I ain't lied. They just call that man mama a B word and call the daddy a nigga and all that out there when they was out there at the playoffs, man. Come on, man. Who does that, man? I mean, it's, it's that's, that's what they do. I mean, so and that's why I mean, I mean, I got a platform now where I can roast their ass, and that's why I stay on that motherfucking ass. Yeah, no, it's it's wild that uh, that stuff is, is still going on. I know, I remember that definitely remember the John the stuff that happened with John's parents. I think there was an incident um, with with Russ. Russell Westbrook, I want to say yeah, as well. Yeah, when they threw the shit at Russ and yeah, you no, know, I mean walking in the locker room, man. But see, that that shit doesn't happen to me uh, a, a million times. You know, what I mean, when I walk in the locker room, a motherfucker just doesn't dash me with a damn cup or beer or, I mean, a, a Gatorade. I mean, just uh, I mean, whatever, water. Just doesn't. I mean, that shit doesn't happen to me so many times. And I mean, I mean, so but. I mean, I guess now they're starting to take heed to it. Now they listen, they really paying attention to it. So, but that didn't. I mean, shit, for real. Yeah, I, I think it's it's such a tough call because the great the beauty of NBA basketball and, and especially you know for folks that have been to games, I've I've you know been able to go to a few pr- games in person and it, being up close is great. I, I think obviously there's fans that take it too far. I think the NBA. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. I, it seems like the NBA is a little bit more swift about making sure, you know, those fans are, are you know, are, are banned and everything like that. Oh, yeah. And, and, they, and yeah, they, yeah. Do they do a good job as far as like protecting the players and stuff of that nature. I, I mean, now they do. Back in the day when I was playing, it was kind of a little sketchy and shit. But now they do like a good job of like making sure the guys, you know. The, the main guys have the security guys with them and stuff like that all year long, you know, and so and uh, they take care of them, have security with them through the season, all, you know, everywhere they go, dinner, lunch, whatever they do, they got security with them. You know what I mean? So they, they do a good job of it now. But back when I played, they say they, they, they we was out there like shit, we was regular goddamn civilians. We was just out there some so fend for your damn self. And that's why a lot of us used to get into a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? But they, they, I mean, I mean, I understand the NBA. They, 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 you like you live and you learn, and and they grew. They, they, I mean, they got better with they, because a lot of shit that I did off the court, it wouldn't even happen if I'd had somebody with me like they had these guys with these guns with them, and you know, with these guys in the clubs and the bars and stuff of that nature. You know, right now, you know, when Harden them go out, they had a little security guys with them. You know, and teams provide that now. Yeah, you know, and they ain't do that like when we was playing. So, but I mean, but it's all good. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's just I, I'm 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 happy with what happened, but with what what I did, and I mean, shit, I did it, so I can't complain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, I I, I want to. Kind of transition, you know, it's, it's Super Bowl week. Uh, Cam was telling me you're, you're a huge Cowboys fan. Uh, so it, obviously you, you, you probably would rather watch the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. But I want to kind of ask you, like, as, as a fan, what do you feel like they need to do to sort of get over the hump um, and, and get and get in one of these, man? Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, man. 
<laughs> I'm so mad these motherfuckers, man. I don't know, man. These my I don't know, man. Dak, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I shit. Uh, Zeke. I don't know, man. Hey, hey, hey shit. Hey, hey, hey. He's paid him too much. I think that too fast. And motherfuckers, once you get paid, motherfuckers tend to not love the shit no more like they used to love it when they was, you know, get that. You know, I, mean, I don't know what's going on, man. But Man, they just so nonchalant out there with that, making 40 million and 30 million. I mean, all this goddamn money in there, man, in 18 weeks, too. It ain't over goddamn no whole. It ain't over no motherfucking season. Like, the NBA get paid over fucking 12 months, and these motherfuckers getting paid over 18 weeks, 40 million and shit like this. And how you can't, you don't care. You. I don't know. They, I got to make them get me a uh, get win a playoff game first before I give you that kind of money or some shit, man. Cause I just I'm I'm so disappointed in them guys, man. And uh, Ceedee Lamb and I mean I mean Diggs. Oh, I mean all of them. They, none of them do shit. I'm just I'm sick of this shit. I took all that shit down in my house and put it up under the damn bed. <laughs> I I honestly like. Yeah, they, the Cowboys is is definitely on on the struggle bus. I I think at this point I don't I don't even blame you. I you kind of said something that that sparked a question I had because, you know, obviously as a former player, I, you know, it's it's great to see where the in, in NBA and in the NFL where these leagues have gone in terms of um, playing paying players, um, you know, making sure that. Uh, you know they're taking care of with other opportunities. Wealth. I call it generational wealth. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Generational wealth. A- absolutely. And, and so my question to you is, and, and now that's also extended to the college game and high schoolers. Uh, you know, it's particularly college with the NIL. I know you have a uh, a son at Georgia Tech, and you have an, another son coming up. Like, how, like for you, um, you know, the money is 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 important. You know. But how do you kind of teach your kids to sort of uh, have the sort of balance to like to appreciate and and, you know, go out and get your money, but also focus on being the best player you can be? How do you teach them that? Well, and and, and also dispense that message to other young players. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you got uh, like I say, I just you got to just be like 1000 with them like. I tell them all the time, you know what I mean? Hey, man, it's like 2% make it every year to the NBA. I mean, shit, what they drafting probably about, what, 32 players or some shit like that, man. So, I mean, 60-something players, 64 players. So, I mean, and you got to understand, every year, it's millions and millions of players trying to get there. So, I mean, so you got to look at that, that percentage, so... We got to be realistic, too, and about it, you know what I mean? And that's why I just want my kids to go out and put them in a good situation. Like my boys at Georgia Tech, I think he has a good, legit chance to make it if he could just stay healthy, you know what I mean? I think he could, but he still has time, though. We still got three, four years left over there at Georgia Tech, so we're fine. You know, on the basketball court, he's a freshman. On In the classroom, he's a senior, I mean, a, a sophomore, so they give him, a year because of the COVID last year, so they gave him a year. So, and that was a blessing in the skies for us because we 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 could use that. We we needed that year because he broke his foot last year and got a screw put in his foot. So, it was a blessing in the skies for us. So he, I mean, so like this is like really his like first year playing. So, but and uh, but I mean, just gotta be realistic with your people, man. About trying to make it to the NBA, but there's other ways to make money too, you know, outside playing in the NBA. You can go overseas, you know, you could play, you know, I mean, G League. I mean, it's there's other ways, you know what I mean? But ultimately I just wanna make sure my kids get to college to a nice school where they can get a great education. You know, like Georgia Tech, if you graduate at Georgia Tech, that's like a borderline Ivy League type school. You know, you graduate yeah. from, you graduate from Georgia Tech. You know, my man, he, uh, bam, he's a successful little young man, black man, automatically, you know, as soon as he come from Georgia Tech, you know. So we know he's going to, you know, so I know he'll be successful. And, and 
the same thing I'm trying to look for for my young, my youngin, you know, my 16 year old. He got two more years left at North Mac and he's going to go somewhere, but he's not, you know, my, my, every, all my kids, all my kids went to school. So, I mean, so, and, and that's what it's going to be. I mean, so, I mean, just, just, I mean, just basically just get to college, man. And, and, and you don't want to hang around you, you know, when you come out of high school, you don't want to just be stuck there. I mean, if you, you could be there going to college, go, just please go to college, uh, go to junior college or go somewhere. Just don't just do nothing when you come out of high school because you're going to get caught up out here and it's going to be a bad, it's going to be an ugly situation. Absolutely. Well, you, you mentioned, you know, other ways to make money. I, I do want to give you a chance to talk about um, projects that you're personal, personally working on now, what you have coming up. Um, I, I know you're involved in a lot, you know, in, in the different communities. Obviously, you live in Charlotte. You, you know, you're you're in Houston. You're in Atlanta. You're in, uh, you know, you go back to Florida. Uh, tell me some things that you you would have coming up uh, this year that that um, that you can share that that the fans can be excited about. Oh man, I got shit. Oh, I got. Oh, I don't even know what star I got. Oh, uh, well, first of all, I got my, my weed strand comes out, um, March the 1st, my Mad Max strand. Um, that's going to be in all the dispensaries that's, that, that's legal. The states like, um, Vegas, California, Oklahoma, uh, and Colorado. Uh, so, um, my, my weed strand comes out, um, uh, what else I got going on? Yeah, my golf tournament. I'm I'm setting up my golf tournament in Houston, Texas. I'm gonna have a a nice golf tournament, a nice little weekend outing. I'm gonna call it. You know what I mean? I'm gonna do a little weekend outing in uh, Houston, Texas, Texas, because I feel like I always have to give back something to Houston, because Houston was good to me, and it still is good to me. So. Um, and um, I don't know, man. I just got a lot of other stuff going on, man. It's, I mean, I mean, with my two boys and trying to uh, and just trying to get them right for their next years, man. I mean, with Tristan, it's gonna be a big year for him next year at Georgia Tech, and my youngest baby boy at North Mac is a big year for him too. So I mean, so this this summer is gonna be real hectic for me. I ain't gonna have no time to be doing no bullshit. I gotta just, I, I gotta buckle down and. And, and get these boys, you know, right. Because, I mean, I mean, I ultimately got to do it. I mean, I mean, because they don't know. I mean, I, I got to do it. So, and and I'm going to put my hands on them and, and make sure my boys, you know, give them the best chance to be successful out there on the court next year. So that's what I got going on, you know. For stuff. sure. For sure. But yeah, de- definitely a lot of cool things coming. But I want... I want people for those uh, down listening here live on Spotify Green Room in the chat, hit the speaker request if you want to come up and ask a, uh, Mad Max a question. Before I let them up, though, I do have a, a one more thing I want to ask you because you brought up golf. What? Who is the like not somebody that's not a pro golfer, but like maybe a former athlete, actor, or whoever whoever you golfed with? Who is the best non-pro golfer? Um, or like former athlete golfer that you played with, Dale Curry. Dale Curry. Mm. Yeah, that boy. He's a, yeah. I seen him shoot a scratch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's so him. crazy. Yeah, that course we played was like it wasn't no joke either, man. That sh- I was he really impressed me. I yeah, I seen him with my own eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy because a lot of people say, um, talk about how good of a golfer that, that Steph is. Obviously, Steph and Dell are, were great shooters in the league. So it's, it's amazing to me how that's, uh, translated to golf, uh, for, for the both of them. But I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Um, well, awesome. Yeah. Like I said, uh, folks down in the hit live here on Spotify agreement, if you have a question for, for Max, go ahead and, uh, hit the request. Um, we do have one, re- re- request to speak i'll go ahead and let andrew jones up and then we'll get it rolling with him uh for uv max my two quick questions for you sir truly gainesville florida all the way first would it ever be indeed yeah 
Indeed, indeed. Um, I want to ask you, would you ever have a book coming out about your playing career, being one of the more respected players in the game, no one one that didn't take no shit for nobody? And number two, um, what is your whole thoughts in regards to your top enforcers all time in the NBA besides yourself, the top enforcers? And do you have a funny story about Rudy Tomjanovich and Kenny Smith, because we already know the stories with Hakeem, at least in terms of the ones that we know. Right. <laughs> wow, homeboy. Damn. Okay. Oh, man. Um, as far as um, uh, crazy guys in the damn NBA, you got mm-hmm. Charles Oakley. You got um, <laughs> It was some crazy damn fool. Larger one was one of them, too. I got to put him in there. You got uh, Derek Harper, another Florida guy. I got to put him in there. He was a fool. Wow, Derek Harper. Wow. Yes, yes. yes. Old Florida boy from down there, Palm Beach area. You got uh, John Stocks. You got, God bless him, Anthony Mason. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. I mean, man, I could go on and on about this, man. Rick Mahorn. I mean, you got There's so many guys that I played with and played against, homeboy. You know, I mean, that was some fools. I mean, so and uh, what's the other question you asked me, homie? And the other question About I had the book, the book. Yeah. Okay, the book. Yeah, homeboy, it's 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 in the making. We gonna we working. Um, it, my thing is, I'm just trying to get somebody to the. the I, I got to get the. See, the, when I feel like when I do this shit, it's got to be compatible, homeboy. You know, <laughs> you know, because a motherfucker got to understand where I'm coming from. Indeed, I don't want nobody to write my shit. That you know don't you know that I, I you gotta goddamn hear feel what I'm what I what I'm saying to your ass. Indeed. You know? And uh, so that's my thing. I'm trying to find that person, and 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 it's hard. But other than that, and uh, what's the other question, homeboy? And it said to Kenny because anybody could ask you about Kenny anytime. You see this stuff, and I hope, you know, the likes of Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes yeah, have yeah. you on all the smoke. How do you feel about the generation after you in terms of real ones in the league? Oh, uh, no, nah, the generation, I mean, I love it, man. I mean, Matt Barnes, I mean, Steven Jackson, them and young boys, I, I mean, I, I, I really like them guys a lot. I'm, I'm getting ready to, to get on, I'm, I'm getting ready to go on all that smoke and, and. Oh, get out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to, I feel like I should, I'll be on there this year. So. Yeah, so definitely I'll be on there this year, and um, but I'm I'm looking forward to that. But I think the young generation, I mean, I like what these boys are doing, man. They're taking their platform and they're taking off with it, man. And um, and and it's a great thing. I mean, because they, I mean, they have voices and people really respect them and care about them and 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 love what they've done. So um, might as well, man. And you can make money while doing that, man. Hey, man, it's a blessing, just like it was a blessing for us to be out there playing in the NBA, man. For all those years of doing, we was able to do all those years, homeboy. So, I'm I'm happy for everybody, man. You know what I mean? I want everybody to eat, homeboy. You know, Florida, old, old Florida brother, man. You know, I'm from gang. Mm-hmm. I ain't hating. I want everybody to eat. All right, we got a special guest up. We got Zeke of, uh, he's the uh, one of the uh, the up and comers of Rockets Twitter. He actually runs um, the Dream Shake um, Twitter, Twitter account. account for SB Nation. So. Uh, Zeke, man, thanks for for popping up and thanks for showing love, man. Hey, Zeke, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? I'm I'm good, player. Before I say anything, my mother wanted to let you know that she says hi and she wants to know how you're doing. Oh man, tell your mom I'm doing great until I said hello and I said stay blessed and stay safe. You hear what I'm saying? Nah, I feel it, man. She okay. loved you back in the day, man. When hey, I was a kid, I she used to do like you know, Mad Max. Mad Max, that man was crazy. He was crazy. We loved him, you know. And the thing yeah. is, I'm a firstborn Nigerian, so like I'm, so we're Nigerian. So like when we moved to Houston, yes, you know the Rockets were like everything, everything. the team, right. and then right, right, yeah. So okay, my question is, do you feel like the Houston Rockets, the back-to-back championships? Do you feel you guys are not given enough credit? Like you're the most underrated championship teams of that era. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, because of the simple fact, everybody's so stuck on because Mike retired and went and tried to do that dumbass shit, play baseball. And so, 
I mean, but I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, and and that's a and that's a good and it's it's it's. I mean, I can see why people say that. And then he came back, and then you know we you know, but they dismantled our team when he came back. You know what I mean? So yeah, you know, I wasn't there. And a lot of they brought other people in, and so I mean, it was totally different. So, but I mean, that's I mean, that's what it. Is. I mean, that's the reason why. No, for sure, for sure. I guess my other question is like, what do you think separates the common guy from a guy who knows how to play basketball and somebody who's in the league? Like, like how would you tell somebody to get in the league? Because, you know, there's only 450 guys, like 450 jobs. You know what I mean? Every play, Everybody play basketball, but not everybody can be an NBA player. What do you think separates that? Yeah, you're talking about just an average guy on the street. Well... Yeah, just so say like somebody who's really good at NBA, basketball. Uh, NBA, see, that's why I used to tell guys when I was playing in the league, and I was go out and play. You know, I played all over the country when I used to play in the league. I used to go anywhere they say they got good ball, that street ball. I want to go see these motherfuckers. I got to see this because I really got to let these motherfuckers know because I'm really a goddamn pro, and I understand you're a good street ball player. But when I put these hands on your ass out there on that street, like when I when I when I'm when I'm locking your ass up, you're gonna see what the real fuck the real the NBA shit real is about, you know? Cause I'm gonna lock your ass up for real. Cause now you can do shit. Now ain't no, you know they play kind of physical on the street like foot basketball. And I love this kind of shit now. So I can really get physical with your ass. And so, but a lot of motherfuckers ain't want that shit. But and. Then when I really, when you really, when I'm really standing there in front of your motherfucking ass, when your ass out there in the summertime and you got all these motherfuckers standing out there that you know, I don't even know not now, motherfucker. I just come in to bust a motherfucker ass. That's what I came here to do. And that's when I separate, I let them know, hey, that's the difference. And cause, and then I shut your ass down and I get about 40. You know what I mean? And so that's the difference right there. You know what I mean? Cause I mean, it's it's a difference to this shit, man. Bro, I love it, man. I love it. You know what? You just even made me pique my curiosity. How was practice like? Shit. Cause I know your ass was going against Sam, and you're going against Kenny. Yeah. So I know that practice was heated. Yeah. Well, it was always. It was. We competed so much. We rooted to you. We we could talk shit. You know, it was like we was on the street. You know, and. And that's what we love. I mean, so it was it was cool. Rudy T was the best coach I ever probably played for, except my high school coach. You know what I mean? But because uh, Rudy T let us be who we was, man, and um, and that's why I loved him. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, he'd get on my ass like that. Damn motherfucker! I need you in the game. Stop getting kicked out, motherfucker! What are you doing? You know? But then he'd give me a hug still at the same time. You know? And say, well, okay, motherfucker, we got a game tomorrow. Get ready for tomorrow. So, but I mean. But uh, I mean, I, it's it's. I mean, I, I I mean, I don't know, man. It was that was that was a blessing, man. Nah, man. I yo, it's a blessing for me to even talk to. I guess my last question is like, when you when the incident happened again, like when you left, right? And then now that you see yourself in 2022, and you got all the love and adoration of the fans, and you're close with the organization. Do you feel it's a blessing? Like, did you, like, what was your headspace at that point? And, like, is this surreal, like, now? Like, where you're at with the franchise? And Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I'd left for a long time. And then, you know, we made, you know, I guess we squashed everything. What had, I mean, what had happened, I guess. So, and um, um, then new uh, owners came in, too. So, and... I mean, it helped out a lot too. So, but no, nah, I'm I'm happy with the Rockets. I mean, they just they I mean they still show me love. Um, I mean, I mean they show homage. I mean, the only thing I keep talking about uh, the Rockets about they better put me on that damn wall where they got all those guys up there with Dream and Mario Sam. Oh, for sure, I'm gonna be tweeting about that. We're gonna yeah, make sure that happens. That gonna... That's the only thing I don't like about that shit. They got to put me on that goddamn wall up there because I don't, and they got Clyde and all them motherfuckers up there. God damn it. I supposed to be on that fucking wall too. God damn it. And, um, 
Okay, uh, and shit. Uh, other than that, man, I'm, you know, I love the Rockets. I'm happy. I, yeah, everybody know my fans out in Houston and the fan base, they love me. I mean, I love them. I mean, no, no, no ill effects, no problems. I mean, great city, one of my favorite cities in, I mean, in the States. So, I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't have anything bad to say about Houston. I, that's, that's my, that's one of my, that's like home to me. I wanted to ask you this before, but I forgot. Charlotte, what, what made you, uh, what made you want to move to Charlotte? Because I know, obviously, you were around the league. You did play for the Hornets, but what, like, what, what was it that brought you here? Well, I had got a divorce from my mm. first wife, and then I moved to, um, um, to uh, Charlotte uh, from Alpharetta, Georgia, right outside Atlanta, and uh, that's when I had my. Uh, Tristan, my son at Georgia Tech, and I married Heidi. Um, Heidi Hayden, my my that was my wife at the time. But I'm single now. I'm two time loser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, um, but I like being single though. Um, I love. Yeah. It. Um, um, uh, what else? Uh, that's what made me move here. Um, gotcha. I, I Tristan had was born, and then. And his other brother now, Trey, his name Bernie now, Maxwell Third. We call him, we just, he don't want to be called that. He want to be called Trey, so we call him Trey. So he want to find his own way. So uh, that's why I'm going to read, that's the reason why I'm here. But when Trey leaves out of high school in two years, that's when I'm moving back to Houston, Texas. I'll be back in Houston in two years, living in Houston. Yeah. There we go. I'm, I'm sure the fans would love to hear that. Yeah, I was curious because, uh, like, like I said, um, I, yeah, I remember. I yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I remember Cam told me he's like, yeah, I work for Brandon Maxwell. I was like, Brandon Maxwell lives in Charlotte. That's crazy. Like, it's 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 kind of funny. Like, I, like AI lives here. Like, there's some a lot of like random athletes that that live here in Charlotte. But no, nah, it's it's that's cool. I uh, I got Nima up on stage. We got a few more folks that want to come up and speak. Nima's a big Rockets fan as well. Nima, what's up, man? I do have a few questions. Uh, one of them, you were talking earlier about um, kind of like the route of college, and you're really em- uh, emphasizing that. I wanted to get your thoughts on the like programs that have been starting lately, like Overtime Elite and uh, G League Night. What do you think about those as uh, kind of like prep-to-pro programs uh, for, for athletes? Do you think that's like a good alternative? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if that's the route you want to go, you know, what I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a good alternative. You don't want to, you, I mean, you don't want to go to school, you know, what I mean, you just want to hoop. I mean, and you able to do it, I mean, at a high level like the overtime and that other uh, league. I mean, it's it's a great platform for you to take on and and go and and, and do. I mean, uh, I mean, if you can able to do it, I mean, and you don't like school, why not? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's been a. Uh, it seems to be pretty successful. I know, like you know, obviously Jalen and uh, G League Ignite last year, um, and I think it, it honestly probably worked out pretty well for him. Another question I have for you: You said earlier uh, you think you'd be an All Star in the league right now. Do you guys? Do you ever watch uh, players right now, or you know, anytime since you've retired and been like, I see my game in him, and like, what players do you think like best resemble the way you played? What oh, I see like he owns. Score like me though, you know. And he, he, he I, I mean, Patrick Beverly, but he don't do it like I do it. You know, love Pat like Bev. I did it. Love Pat huh? I love Pat. You know, I mean, on the defensive end, I like his tenacity. I love his tenacious. You know, and this, but he just he offensively. You know, I won't get to somebody. You know, he really he 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 old he he all right offensively you know i i want the shit i won't score man i'm an all-time leading scorer in the university of florida history i'm an all-time leading scorer in my high school i'm an all-time you know what i mean so i i, I like to score man shit i'm a score i was a score yeah, yeah for sure i, I mean and i played both ends so that's why i consider myself but patrick beverly is you know but i i feel like he's old broke down old Vern maxwell <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then uh, I had two more questions. One of them short, but the next one, uh, you played for eight different teams, um, but everybody knows you as a Rockets player. You didn't really play much for those other teams, but I just wanted to know what you thought uh, playing on those other rosters, being in those other franchises. What was kind of like something that stood out to you about them or either on a, in a good thing or a bad thing? Or what was like one you know good team that you really liked outside of Houston? 
Oh, I love Sacramento. Uh, when I played the Sacramento Kings with uh, White Chocolate and Chris Weber and all those guys in Sacramento, we had a great year that year. I had a, that was a, that was a, I, I really enjoyed that. And um, I enjoyed Philly when I went up there and played with Philly. We we win a lot. We went 21 and 61. I think when Jerry Stackhouse was a, fr- a rookie and and I had I was I was playing for uh, one of my favorite guys in the world, you know, John Lucas. So. And that was a good year for me, even though we were getting our ass whooped a lot. But uh, I mean, um, and I, I enjoyed playing in Seattle, um, even though the way it ended, I didn't like the way it ended. But other than that, but I, I enjoyed playing in Seattle. I love the city of Seattle, you know what I mean? So, and um, I did in my last team, like I played with Dallas Myers, you know, and that's when Mark Cuban, he changed the, the narrative like in the locker room, high, you know, with the flat screens and your, everybody had their own personal flat screen and had their own, you know, C, I mean, CD players and, you know, and get your headphones on and, you know what I mean? And, and you get, I mean, so, and, and get served hot meals before you leave out the locker room. And, you know what I mean? It was just totally different. So, I mean, I enjoy playing for, for, for Mark, Mark Cuban. Because I, I I know how the league is now because of him, you know what I mean? Because the way he let, but when I that's the last team I played with, so oh two, so. But I enjoyed yeah. the teams, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, last one, just kind of a fun one. Other than Hakeem, uh, because I feel like he'd be the obvious answer. Who's uh two of your teammates from the Rockets that you know if you had to go to war right now, you'd you'd uh call them up with you. Oh man, you gonna? I don't know if I want to answer that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I should answer that one, man. But, uh, all love, man. I just say all love. Man. I, can't. <laughs> I got, I got. Oh uh, man, all of them. Man, I, I mean, I love all my teammates, man. I mean, I loved all my team. I loved all my teammates, man. I, I can't. I couldn't say that. You know, I, 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 I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't. I'm sorry. I'm no, that's fine. That's a perfect answer, honestly. That Those teams are, uh, you know, amazing to the city of Houston. So yeah, I, I appreciate I, everything you did for the Rockets and, uh, and for the city as well. Hey, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you, man. Stay blessed. Awesome. Thanks, Nima. Um, we got a couple more folks. I just want to get up quickly. Let's go, Easy. Thanks for bringing me up. Uh, Vernon, uh, one athlete to another here. You mentioned that you watch a lot of uh, basketball and it's always on your TV. You also mentioned that you play both ways. I know you're watching the games and you're enjoying the sport, but you're also sizing these dudes up. What's one player that you feel like would be a tough matchup for you? And who's another guy that you feel like you would just dog and give 30? Mm, I don't know about... um... I don't, you know, I mean, I, I think I can get a lot of these guys 30 because you can't touch nobody nowadays no more. You know what I mean? Every time you beep, 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 let's go take it to the, <laughs> let's take it to the damn scores table to look at this shit. And I mean, so you can't, I mean, but, um, the guy that I'd be sizing up that I would probably like to guard, I would like to guard James Harden. I would like to guard DeMar DeRozan. I would like to guard Steph Curry. I would like to guard uh, Damon Lillard. I would like to guard, uh, yeah, all them. I mean, um, uh, who else, man? Uh, yeah, I said Steph. Uh, yeah, all those. I mean, those guys. I mean, I'm sure some more out there I want to say. You know, that's a lot of guys that, you know, these young guys, they, that's killers, though. They kill us, too. I just want to see. I would love to see what I could have, you know, done with them. Not the way they play defense, the way we used to play defense, where I could put my hands on your motherfucker. <laughs> is there any team um, that you feel like, I mean, I feel like I know the answer to this is going to be no, but, like, is there any team out there that you feel like would give you guys any problems back in the day? There were some teams out there, man. I mean, Utah used to give us problems. Phoenix used to give us problems. I mean, shit, man. It was a Chicago, I mean... It was a lot. Of, I mean, it was a lot of teams, man. I mean, the Spurs. I mean, I mean, it was a lot of. I mean, the West was tough as hell, man. Back in the day, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, like uh, teams uh, like today in this generation that would give you guys problems. Oh, oh, come on, currently, yeah. I mean, shit. 
Whew, I don't know. They they don't have no centers nowadays. You know what I mean? Shit, Draymond get by eight. <laughs> so I don't know because they don't have nobody to guard that man. And that man, he don't know how to stop scoring. He gonna score. If you got that man got there, he gonna cut your head off. He gonna keep scoring. So I just don't know if nobody, no team could have beaten us because I mean, I mean, the good Golden State team still them. They ain't got no big. Draymond Green, he couldn't have guard Draymond. I mean, Phoenix, I mean, shit, they ain't got no, I mean, Aiden, he can't guard Draymond. I mean, that's going to be, a, that's the where the problem starts with everybody. And that's where the problem started back in the day. You know, because Draymond was a common denominator for us. You know, ain't nobody could guard that motherfucker. You got to double team that motherfucker. And when you double team him, now you got three goddamn jump shooters out there ready to cut your damn head off. And we just call, we was waiting on our damn turn too, cause shit, we ain't got it in a minute, cause this motherfucker dream just took over. So we got there, when we get it, we ready, we relishing the moment to knock a motherfucker head off. So, I mean, I'm just saying, man, I don't, I just don't see it. Sean, go ahead, man. How you doing? Doing all right. What's going on, Max Vernon? How are you, sir? Hey, what's up, Sean? How you doing, brother? Doing all right. Um, used to love watching you play back in the day from those Rockets teams. Um, you know, actually, you probably know this, but you obviously know this. 30 years ago, you, I believe it was your second year in the row, being the NBA three-point champion. You uh, did it in 90-91-91-92. And just, you know, back then, obviously, shooting the three, it was emerging as a, a strength. It was emerging as a skill. But specifically the level at which you shot the three, but also produced steals, kind of that three and D aspect. I know you love playing defense, but also that opportunistic way of playing it, creating steals. Was that your focus? The three ball plus creating steals is what was going to really make you stand out early in your career. And obviously that what led to you being one of the you know best sources of it, shooting the three and getting steals in the game, you know, especially earlier. Well, well, with, with, with us, with Houston, when I got over there to Houston, that's when I was doing that. Um, uh, Don Chaney and Rudy T, we were two in and three out, and and they was like, they were, they were that's what we wanted to. They 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 was telling us, yeah, we need three balls, we need threes, we need threes, we need threes, and shit. I think I was putting up like ten left a game, something. <laughs> <laughs> I was wanting to like 10 level game because they kept telling me, yo, keep pulling, keep shooting because Dream was down there, you know, because one thing it did, we, we were keeping everybody off of Dream. You know, it's hard to double Dream now when we when we were out there shooting all those threes and making threes. It was hard for us, you know, people to double it because, you know, we got three guys out there ready to knock your head off. So, and, um, and, and then you ain't got to tell me twice. All you, you know, just tell me. Hey, what you want me? To, okay, you want me to shoot threes? That's all you want me to do? Oh man, okay. Well, that's what the hell I'm gonna do. And uh, so, but um, that was. I mean, we had Dream on the inside, and we didn't want to clog up the inside for him. We want to give him much space where he can operate and do his thing because you know one man can't stop him. So when they drop, when they go down and trap, now we got you know three on two on the outside. So. And, and, and it makes, I mean, so, and that's why we were shooting. I, well, that's why I shot so much threes. And that's why I led the league in threes for two years in a row. And as far as the steel parts came, you know, I, I mean, like I tell people all the time, you know, defense, you don't get credit for defense. You don't never feel, hear nobody tell them, oh man, I want to be the defensive, best defensive player like this guy. Like you hear guys saying, oh, I want to be like, Mike, score like Mike, be like Steph Curry, shoot it like Steph. You know, everybody runs the offensive end. Nobody talks about really the defensive end wanting to be one of the best defensive players. Because you know why? Because you don't get no accolades and you don't get recognized really for that. Everybody want to be recognized for what they do. So it's hard. It takes a lot of heart. It, it's hard to go out there and do something where you don't get acknowledged for doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, and... That's what I pride myself on, you know, going out and playing on both ends of the floor and playing that way, you know, and 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 because I knew, like you just said, and and I appreciate that too, because uh, you 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 understood, I mean, and it separated me, and and I appreciate what you said. Thanks a lot. 
not a problem. And the other question that I'll ask Max, if it's okay, I was just going to get your opinion, Vernon, you know, on the new age of point guards that's coming to play. Max is a big Hornets fan. I'm a huge Grizzlies guy, um, but LaMelo in Charlotte, you know, jaw and Memphis Trey in Atlanta, you know, Darius Garland, several others as well. Just your thoughts. You know, we, we talk about the golden age of point guards getting into their thirties now, but this new generation of point guards, they're really exciting Really, you know, not necessarily a new brand of basketball, but just exciting and productive at the same time. Just what are your thoughts on these 21, 22 year old point guards who seem to be a big part of the future? Hey, I knew it was I knew it was coming. I seen them playing in high school, seen them playing through college. And I mean, I knew it was coming. And you got these young point guards now that's killers. I mean, they I mean, this is what they love. They 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 just, you know, they I mean, I mean, and they and they're giving out and they're giving out dimes, too. So. Ain't like they playing selfish, you know, like Trey Young, he gonna give you he can give you thirty and ten and you know, and Dame Lillard and all these guys, man, and all the other guys you're talking about, Melo and Ja, I love seeing Ja play, man. Oh my goodness. I love seeing Ja Moran play. He's 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 something special. Y'all got something special out there. Uh but um I mean it's I mean, I love it, man. I mean it's a new era of the game. I mean, the point guard is like the shooting guard now. You know what I mean? So it's totally different than what I play, but um, I like to see it. I mean, it's exciting. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. I mean, it's enjoyable. I, I, I like seeing it. I mean, because on any given night, you you're gonna see a good a good game. Yes, sir, Vernon. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, best of luck to you, Max. Thanks for the opportunity, but uh, Vernon, best of luck to you, sir. Last question from uh, Brad O, uh, another member of Rockets Twitter. Uh, What's up, man? Go ahead and ask your question, bro. Hey, what's up, Maxwell? I appreciate you getting me up here. And Vernon, uh, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Righto, what's up? Doing good, man. Of course, uh, from Houston. And I got to tell you, my dad, man, he always used to talk about you back when I was a kid. He would say, man, that man, Max was crazy as hell, man. He was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I had man, to, you know, tune in. He got it right. He got it right. He had got it right. <laughs> I hear you. I just wanted to ask you, um, well, first, I came in late, so I thought it's really cool that you're going to be training with Jalen Green and Josh Christopher. Um, sorry if I'm making you repeat yourself, but in doing that training with them, like, what are you looking forward to the most uh, in training those nah, two guys? I told them what we're going to be doing. I'm going I'm to show them how to let that thing go, how to shoot that ball. You know, that's what I'm doing, that jump shot. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm working with, that jump shot, you know. So that's what we're going to be doing. And that mid-range thing, too. We're going to do all that. So we're going to work on everything, man. You know, I'm just going to get him in the gym and play around with him and, and, and you know, build a relationship with him. And where if they ever need me, talk to me, if they ever struggling, they need some help, you know, I can come out and meet them and help them out, you know. That's all. There you go. I love that. I love that. I was going to say my other question was going to be about Alper and Shangun. You know, of course, with you playing with Dream, mm -hmm. they recently just worked out together. What do you see from his skill set? No, I that like he can really thrive on in the it's future. Definitely, it's definitely unique. I mean, it's different, unorthodox. I mean, I mean, can pass. I mean, very smart, high IQ. You know, what I mean, I like Sungin. I mean, I, I think he's gonna be fine with the Rockets. I mean, I, I, I just think he can use some more, a little bit more playing time. You know, what I mean, so I, I like him a lot, though. I talked to him out there last time I was out there. I think it was a week and a half, two weeks ago. So, but I, yeah, I like him a lot, man. I think he's going to be fine. Nice. I love that. I love that. I guess I do have to ask one more question, a Utah-related question. Of course, um, I really thought they should have got you up there as a broadcaster for some Utah games. Hopefully, they'll do that in the future. Would you be open to that? Of course, man. When I hope somebody can get sick when they go up there to Utah and then they tell me, oh, Max, we need you, baby. Come on, come on. Jump on the mic. <laughs> yeah, I would love to do it, man. I mean, I wish I could have got it too, man, but it's okay. I, I respect who they got. I love Holland. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say shout out to Ryan Hollins. They, they're doing a great job out there. Nah, he is. I like him. He's a good kid. I like him. Yeah. Yeah, I like Ryan. Well, I appreciate you, Vernon, for answering the questions. And Maxwell, thank you for getting me up here. Yeah, of hey, course, man. Thanks for popping through. All right, of course, brother. of course, All right, brother. Man, Max, I I really can't say thank you enough. I appreciate you coming through. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Appreciate it, man. All right, John, just thank my man Cam because Cam put this together. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Got to shout out Cam Carter. Um, did, did was able to um, have a conversation uh, on Spotify a few months ago with with uh, Brandon 
uh, Scooby Robinson. Um, and now he's got a show on Spotify Green Room that was put together um, by Cam. And then, of course, this as well. So uh, I'll be, uh, you know, I've, I've, you know, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't happen without, without him. But, um, yo, again, you know, appreciate, you know, you hey, being willing hey, to Max, spend it. all love, bro. You know that, you know, we, we got somebody else cooking up for him in the next month, too, so we can keep the listeners on their toes. You know how that goes, bro. Thanks, Cam. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks everybody for popping in and listening. We had a had a fun uh had a fun time uh, chopping it up with Vern. Vern, thank you so much again, man. I hope you have a great wow. rest of your year wow. and wow. we'll look forward to all the stuff you got going on. Nah, appreciate you, brother. Thanks a lot. Man. Thank you again, Max. We'll talk soon, bro. All right, y'all be easy. Let's rock we at the barbershop. Let's rock we at the barbershop. Stay tuned. All right, y'all, that's it for this episode of The Barbershop. Keep showing us love. We appreciate it. Go ahead and rate and review this podcast and also share on social media and tell your friends about us. And if you're feeling generous, there's a link in the description to become a monthly subscriber. You can do it for as little as 99 cents and you can support this podcast and help us to grow and to glow. We appreciate all the love. We'll see you next time here at The Barbershop. Stay tuned.